Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast uh, special after the close edition. Um, I'm not going to do this on a daily basis, but I figured I might as well just go over a few things today, given I thought today was a very interesting session. So obviously, the major equity indices in the U.S. suffered losses. S&P was down about 3% at the end of the day. The S&P futures, keep in mind, swung 10% trough to peak uh, given that they were limit down Sunday night and then rallied into the green briefly at 8 a.m. after the Fed and then ended down 3%. So the trough to peak move was about 10% today. And it was it was about 8% on Friday as well. So you're seeing this enormous volatility that far overshoots what's occurring on fundamentals beneath the surface. Um, within the market in the S&P today, you had a very strange mix of sector trends. So you had some of the most cyclical and some of the safest groups all get hit very hard. So capital goods and banks were both hit very hard. Utilities and REITs also were both hit very hard. And then you had some of the stocks that are most sensitive to the coronavirus, names like uh, our, uh, Royal Caribbean, um, Norwegian Cruise, Boeing, Wynn, uh, the airlines, Live Nation. Those stocks did very well. They all outperformed nicely. So it's, you know, I know the kind of headline reason for the sell-off was the um, procedural vote failures in the Senate. You had a failure last night, yet another failure about midday today. Um, but you would, if that were the case, if people really were ne very nervous about that bill failing, I, I would, you know, I think one would think you would see the coronavirus levered names really get hit hard. And that wasn't the case. Um, you know, incidentally, just talking about that briefly on that bill, you know, I think passage is very, very likely. This is an enormously complex, controversial bill. They're giving a lot of money away. It's a $2 trillion price tag. It's going to be the biggest bill, at least since going back, uh, you know, several, several decades um, as a in an absolute basis and as a percent of GDP. It's much larger as a percent of GDP than what they passed during the financial crisis. So it's not just going to sail through Congress. There are going to be some speed bumps. Um, I don't think people should be freaking out about the procedural failures you know, the negotiations are continuing. It is moving forward. It may take a couple of days, but I do think this will get passed. Um, so just, you know, quickly going back to the market. So the other strange development was, so obviously you had that sectoral trend within the S&P um, where safety and cyclical both were hit very hard. And then a lot of the Corona levered names did very well. In credit, you had IG credit did very well today. So you had um, the CDX IG index, so investment grade, and you can look that up on CDX Go on Bloomberg. That tightened 30 basis points, which is a relatively large move for it. Um, so that had hit a recent peak of over 150 basis points. It's back down to about 125. So it has a lot to go. Um, you know, if you go back just a couple of weeks, this was down in the 40s. So it's obviously widened a ton. But you had a very notable move, a positive move in investment grade credit. You did not necessarily see that so much in high yield. High yield fell a little bit um, less than a point. So high yield outperformed stocks, but lagged behind investment grade. So, um, and then just finally in treasuries, treasuries had a bid, but not a real dramatic one. Treasuries, um, treasury yields finished lower. Um, so treasury yields fell, prices finished higher. Um, but again, the, the, the rally was not very large considering the risk off bias in stocks and then considering that, you know, the Fed announcements this morning. So just quickly, you know, my views on the tape are, are, are largely the same. I know I've kind of been calling for this rebound rally that has not come to fruition, but I really do think the pieces are falling into place. If you look at all the stimulus measures announced, and I sent around a full summary today, um, it's up on the website, um, but the Fed has acted in extraordinarily aggressive and rapid fashion, much, much more aggressive and much faster than was the case during the financial crisis. They've rolled out at least six liquidity facilities 
as well as committed this morning to unlimited quantitative easing of buying treasuries, MBS, not just residential MBS, but also now commercial MBS. And these liquidity facilities, if you look at the mechanics of it, it you know, there's been a lot of complaints that the Fed doesn't have authority to buy assets beyond just treasuries and MBS, and that's true. These liquidity facilities will have in a lot of the same effect in the marketplace. It will allow liquidity to go to areas of the market that Fed, the Fed is not uh, permitted to buy assets in um, outright, so including corporate bonds. The centerpiece of this stimulus bill that is being negotiated in Congress is this exchange stabilization fund, which sits at Treasury. That exchange stabilization fund is funding all these various Fed liquidity facilities right now with about $10 billion each. This bill would put an enormous influx of cash into that fund and then and then massively increase the capacity of these liquidity facilities to um, enter into the marketplace and, and provide liquidity. So, you know, I think that you have, if you look at all the various different measures that took place, not just in the US, but in Europe too. Germany today, by the way, passed, um, you know, a very large fiscal stimulus bill as well. Did not really get a lot of attention. Obviously, stocks didn't care. But I really do think that the ingredients are falling into place for a sharp snack snap back rally. I think people should fade it, but I do think it could get the S&P all the way up to around 2,800 or so. Um, just finally, there's a lot of talk. There were a million articles written today. I have them all linked in the look back piece today. Um, talking about how Trump is extremely frustrated with the state of the economy, how he's very eager to lift some of the restrictions put in place around travel and assembly, essentially getting some parts of the economy back into motion. The current CDC guidelines are due to expire on the 31st, so next week. Um, there is a lot of talk that they will be eased somewhat, um, and you may start to see, um, you know, some type of uh, you know discriminatory guidance going to place, whereby very very vulnerable people are told to stay isolated, where and younger, healthier people um, are told to go back to work. Perhaps there'll be orders issued around wearing masks at work, etc. It'll be very interesting to see how markets react to that. Obviously, there may be a concern that this is going to exacerbate some of the, um, you know, the the case numbers and the and the and the mortality figures. But on the other hand, it could, you know, it could, I think, maybe get people feeling a little bit better about the state of growth and when you'll see a resumption from uh, the downturn. So, I just want to quickly jump on, just because, like I said, today was I thought a very strange session, um, just as far as how things traded, what they reacted to, and then the various different. Um, you know the 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 cross current within stocks meet the surface. I have it all laid out in today's um, look back piece, um, and like I said, I've sent around some intraday pieces talking about just um, you know actions taken by central banks and uh, politicians on the fiscal front. So that is it for today. Uh, thank you for listening.